absolute power corrupts absolutely. Welcome once again. Yeah, I can't get off this kick print. Uh, I can't get off this kick on Prince. Um, paint a little bit. Let's go crazy. I am JT, aka the Master, and this is a Master Plan. As always, on a Sunday morning, we'd like to talk some sports. This Sunday, we're going to be talking about the NFL draft and and uh, try to get to all 32 teams. It's a lot of talk, a lot of draft picks, 253 with uh, uh, Mr. Irrelevant being the uh, Titans' last pick. Um, and he a very good pick. Not a typical Mr. Um, Relevant type of pick. But we're going to try to get break it down to you. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. And I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to JT, the master. And that is me. Chat room sitting out there for you. If you'd like to put a comment, uh, uh, a a question or, or statement in there, you can do that. What you put in is what you get out. That's what I can tell you. Uh, joining me today, uh, surprisingly today, Mr. Sleepyhead himself on Saturdays. He likes to sleep in, folks. Don't don't worry about it. I, I, I ain't mad at him. It is what it is. Um, Mr. FSP happens to join me today. What's up, my man? Vic, what, how you doing? Man, see, how you going to say I like to sleep in? It's not that I like to sleep in. It's the fact that it's Two in the morning, but you know what? I'm gonna go crazy. This is your show, so I'm gonna let you do what you do. <laughs> so how you been, man? How but you I been? Say, uh, when we get when we get to the uh, uh, your team, I'm, I'm gonna give you uh, uh, the the floor to give your assessment well, on, on your draft picks. Um, I don't know if you watched well, or that. how how much you watched of the uh, NFL draft. I watched all the first round. I um I watched the I did watch the second and third round. I, I was in and out and was watching the fourth and seventh seventh round. I mean the fourth through seven. Quite naturally, that's a long day. It's seven hours to watch the draft. Um but uh I, I looked at and I was surprised at where some players fell to. I I'm really surprised at where some players fell to. I had talked to uh, several people on a group chat during the week before the draft and said that there's a lot of value in and later, but I thought it was going to start in the second round. It really didn't start until uh, maybe the third or really the fourth round, after, after the fourth round and running backs. There's a lot of value. And I'm surprised to see where some supposedly top-notch 
running backs went at. And uh, as we go down to each team, we'll talk about it. Uh, uh, what's your thoughts overall before we get into breaking down these teams, uh, what you thought of the draft? Uh, well, I'll explain that real quickly. I got to see the first round and uh, parts of the fourth through seven. Um, I didn't see much of the third, but um, second and third, I should say. But I thought that there were some good moves made. Um, Cleveland picking up five wide receivers uh, tells me that, yes, your boy Jackson wants to run the rock, but he looks like he's ready to throw the ball around. Um, I think that uh, the Cowboys did uh, a good job, unfortunately, I have to say that. Um, Overall, I think that the draft was full of people uh, that, yes, they deserved it. Some people dropped. Some people didn't get drafted. I think it was a big mistake that an outside linebacker from Oklahoma didn't get drafted, but now he's a free agent, and he can go do wherever he – go to any team he wants to go to. Um, which is pretty cool. Uh, I also think that uh, where did my guy go? Um, kid from Alabama, running back. He went to some team. I can't remember. Uh, it wasn't Green Bay. It was uh, I can't remember. Who's doing? But he doing? Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry. I'm very surprised. Derrick Henry Tennessee, went to Tennessee. the Titans. Yes. Yes. So to give Tennessee. You know, Murray and uh, Henry, a young guy in a couple of years who might make some noise. Tennessee's going to be a team to watch. That's that's my I, overall thing. Well, Two I teams has... to watch out for, Tennessee and – I know you're going to say something about it, but Tennessee and I want to say um, Miami. Miami and... made some moves. Uh, well, let me, put, let me put it this way. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately – I happen to be in the division of the team, two teams that made a lot of good moves, especially the Jaguars. And we had talked about this. I think we had talked about this before that the, the draft, uh, the, it was a defense-heavy draft, and it played out that way. There was a lot of defensive players taken. And because there was such a high amount of good, uh, very good defensive players, some players, just like I t- alluded to in the opening monologue, dropped down uh, to uh, the surprising play spots. Uh, I'm, I'm talking, you know, I'm talking this year. Um, you're going to see a lot of teams that are going to be scary to play on defense because the, the, the amount of defensive players that are spread across the league now especially in in in, in, uh, in Jacksonville. Uh, and we'll highlight ja- uh, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, Jacksonville and, and how they they managed to get two uh, two possibly two of the best players uh defensive players in the uh draft that yeah. actually f- fell on their lap which is unbelievable. Um and, but we'll talk about that. So to start it off, we're going to talk about the AFC East. We're going to break it down in divisions. And so we're going to talk about the AFC East and how the Buffalo Bills, who had uh, two, four, six, a typical seven picks, um, had uh, one uh, a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and two sixth-round picks to, to uh, uh, top their draft off. Uh, picked up Shaq Lawson at, at number 19, which is a good pick in my opinion. Um, they also picked up in the 41st, 
pick, which is in the second round, which I was surprised. I thought he would go in the first round, which was uh, another, a kid from Alabama. Two guys from the SEC went one-two with the uh, um, uh, 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 Buffalo Bills. And, and then the Buffalo Bills, 3-4, go to the team that drafted the most – had the most players drafted in the NFL this year, Ohio State. They picked up Adolphus Washington, a defensive tackle, and Cardell Jones, which, in my opinion, uh, if he if he has his head on straight and becomes a sponge, can be one of the steals in the fourth round of this draft. Um, and they picked up a, a decent running back from Arkansas, which is uh, Jonathan Williams. And in the sixth round, they had two picks. Uh, a wide receiver they picked up from TCU and uh, a cornerback from uh, USC. But from one to three and possible four with an outside chance of their fifth, uh, their fifth pick, I think the uh, Buffalo Bills deserve a solid A to an A minus. What's your thoughts? I think Buffalo did well. You know, they're trying to give Rex all the right ingredients to uh, to win when you get players from a championship team as Ohio State was last year, and you put them together with some of the players that are there now, um, it all depends on how the quarterback play is for Buffalo. Um, what they did was they put a lot of pieces around the quarterback. Now, if that's Sarah Taylor, another former OU University, the Ohio State, screw them, because uh, I am OU, <laughs> but another You're not the Ohio OU. State product. We are. Yes, I am. Um, come May May thirteenth, May thirteenth, mm-hmm. I have the the agree to prove it. But okay. Um, but no, you put Tyrod Taylor, former uh, Ohio State quarterback, together with a lot of other Ohio State players, um, that have a pedigree for winning, but they're winning against competition that isn't as tough as the NFL, and you give them Rex Ryan. I mean, you might stand a chance of, of doing well. Now, you got to remember that Miami did well. I think the Jets were okay. Why they drafted another quarterback when they had Bryce uh, last year. Um, I know they're trying to get uh, Fitzpatrick in the fold, but I think that was kind of a wasted pick, even though it was a good player. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to the Jets. Just, let's just stay on point with Buffalo. Okay, well, Buffalo did a decent job. I think uh, – they put enough around uh, Ryan to at least get him to the playoffs. Outside of the playoffs, I'm not going to say first, second round or whatever, but I think that's that's the expectation this year, especially well, with the picks that he got. I hear you. Well, the, the, the story of the draft, and, and this is one reason why I wanted to stay on point on, on not and go to each team because the next team we're talking about, Still staying in the AFC East. Um, the story of the draft, as the draft was beginning, with the we had talked about this guy being the yep. uh, um, possible number one pick uh, until they uh, draft they until they traded it away uh, to to uh, to get a quarterback. Talking about the uh, Los Angeles Rams and the Tennessee Titans trade. That Laramie Tunsil would be the possible number one pick 
and be uh, protecting Marcus Mariota's blind side. Well, then we thought that after the two trades, for uh, one and two, and, and uh, San Diego sitting there, that they would absolutely take Laramie Tunsil. I didn't, didn't think turn so. Out. You did. You you were absolutely right. You thought they would go with defense, and you proved to be right. I didn't. I didn't think they would go to Bosa, but um, and, and I still think Bosa reminds me of um, your O two your O O U player. Uh, um, I, uh, what's his name now? Brian Bosworth. Brian Bos Bosworth. And 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 I and I'll we'll see if he's if he's a bust or if he's the real deal. But he reminds me of for some reason I just in my gut he reminds me of that Brian Bosworth type of guy. Um, another uh, a different OU versus the OSU. Um, but uh, getting back to what I'm talking about is that uh, he fell all the way down. To the Miami Dolphins. Now that could be a blessing in disguise, and I and the reason why is probably it humbled them, possibly woke them up and realized you know you don't ha- have it like that. That if you don't keep it straight, uh, you can get it all taken away from you. Seven to ten million dollars was taken away from him because he fell all the way to thirteen. Uh, yep. um, that was the 13th pick that the Miami Dolphins had. And then the the uh, second pick they had was the Xavier Howard, a cornerback from Baylor, who was a very good pick. Uh, 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 they needed in desperate need of a another running back, and they picked up the other running back at, out of Alabama, uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, and then they uh, also in the third round they picked up, uh, uh, and I think this is a sleeper guy, a fellow Jersey college guy in Rutgers, uh, Leonte. Carew, and then they had um, another wide receiver in the sixth round uh, from Texas Tech. They picked up also in the sixth round a uh, a safety from Penn State. They were all over the United States picking up these guys. Let me put it that way. And then they had two picks in the seventh round, which was a quarterback, another quarterback uh, from Western Kentucky, um, Brandon Dowdy. And uh, um, then they picked up a another wide receiver from uh, UCLA. Um, I got to give them on the top of their draft with the with the uh, uh, offensive tackle, with the cornerback from Xavier, and with even Kenyon Drake, and also their wide receiver. I have to give him the same grade I gave to the Buffalo Bills an A minus. And before you comment, let's bring in my esteemed co-host, who we always talk on Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the FSP Crew Show. I'm on Welcome to the Show, Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Hey, guys. How are we doing today? Doing Good, Jeff. great, Jeff. How you we doing, doing Jeff? We're, we're all awake, Jeff. All awake. Not really. Not all of us. <laughs> See, there you go. Pot shot. <laughs> and I am falling asleep, just to let you know. It's, I'm tired. <laughs> oh, boy. Unbelievable. Anyway. Let's uh, uh, talk about the Miami Dolphins. What's your thoughts, before I go to uh, Jeff, what's your thoughts on, on um, the Miami Dolphins and, and uh, the type of grade I gave him? Did he give him want to downgrade that grade, want to up it, or what? I mean, uh, from what I remember, I'm, you know, it's hard to recall all, all their picks. Uh, uh, I think they got a bargain on uh, Tunzil, and I think Miami yep. was one of the better teams. Uh, 
a couple teams stuck out as lousy. Like uh, I, and I had said this before, Cleveland's going to make it interesting. Uh, they had a lot of picks, maybe too many, if that's such a thing, because could, are there that many roster spots for that many rookies and five wide receivers? You know, uh, well, that, well, that's gonna, unheard of. We're yeah. going to get to. We'll talk to you on yeah. the AFC East and, and uh, Miami. What's your thoughts? Oh. Just a Miami. So. We, we, um, Oh, and you know, you know what though? Uh, another thing with Miami was, um, uh, yeah, you're right about that. Uh, uh, they, they got um, Carew right now. It, yes, they're they're pretty well stocked at receivers, but I guess Carew was too good to pass up. Now I know how good this guy is, but I also know he's got a lot of baggage. Um, and, and then you know I got um. Jarvis Landry in my dynasty league, so of course you know he, he's going to cut into his action. So, uh, but uh, I, I'll tell you, I wonder if they're going to go to uh, a three wide receiver offense because if that's where the strength of your team is, that's what you do. You know, you don't want a great player sitting on the bench. Um, and, and it looks like they're trying to build around uh, 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 Tannehill. You know, so I, I think Miami did pretty well. What's your thoughts, Vic? Uh, at the top, I said I think Miami had a good draft, and Jeff pointed out what I was getting to, that they picked a lot of players that have question marks um, behavior-wise. Now, listen, Jeff Ireland under the gun. Got it. You know, oh, yeah. He, he hired a coach that nobody seemingly got along with, fired him, and now they have another coach. Um. I think that this left tackle is going to be pretty good for um, Miami. And they picked up a running back that was a home run hitter, yep. but he was often hurt. Yep. And that's the problem. I think Jeff is absolutely right that they're changing their philosophy back to the old Dan Marino gunslinging days, except you don't yep. have Dan Marino. You have a pop gun arm there right now in Tannehill, in my opinion. But you're surrounding him with tight talent at the wide receiver spot. You got Cameron at the tight end spot. You got a home run threat in the uh, running back spot, but he's a rookie who hasn't proven he can stay healthy. Not a good look. On the defensive side of the ball, you add another corner that can help you, as well as you know having Brent Grimes there. The defense is pretty good. It's the offense that kept putting the defense in a bad position. I think this draft, if their players pan out, will uh, prove to be good for Miami. Okay. Let's move into the dark side of the AFC East. Everybody knows who I'm going to be talking about now. Uh, the New England fire. Patriots, who, who, who uh, because of their indiscretions uh, uh, in the past year or so, um, didn't was taken away from them a first-round pick. So they only had uh, a second-round pick. But they, they but typical New England, uh, they took full advantage of it. Uh, they wound up with a second round, one second round, three three-rounders, one fourth round, three sixth rounds, and a seventh round. So they had, let me see, two, four, six, eight, nine picks. So... Even if they had the number uh, a number one pick, you know they would be picking in the lower par- portion 
of the NFL draft. So I don't know if it was a a good thing or bad thing that they didn't have one. Uh, they picked up, uh, let me see, they picked up uh, in their second pick, they picked up a very good cornerback out of Alabama in Cyrus Jones. Uh, they maneuvered around a, a, with a few um, trades with Dallas, New Orleans, and, and uh, picked up uh, two, three, three, excuse me, three, three Brown picks. And I don't know one of these guys. Uh, maybe uh, one of you guys can enlighten me on this. Uh, and I'm not talking about Joe Thune from uh, a guard from North Carolina State. And I'm not talking about Vincent Valentine, a defensive tackle from Nebraska that they took in the third round. I'm talking about the 91st pick in the draft in the third round. They took Jacoby Brissett. Never heard of this guy. Uh, quarterback out of NC State. And they took another wide receiver in the fourth round with Malcolm Mitchell from um, from uh, uh, Georgia. Pretty good wide receiver. And then they backed it up with uh, uh, another wide receiver back in, in the seventh round from Arizona State and Devin Lucian. And uh, three six-round picks, two of them uh, on the defensive side, side of the ball, a cornerback and an inside linebacker. And then uh, rounded off in a six, uh, six pick with a, a guard from Illinois. Uh, I give them a, a B uh, to a B minus somewhere around there. Uh, what's your thoughts on this, Vic? Talk to me. Well, if we're going to talk about grades and, and stuff for the Patriots, we've got to look at what they lost and what they got in return. Uh, they sent, you know, Chandler, uh, 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 Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. To, I wouldn't, I would have never got rid of yeah. him, but that was, that was because well, of the money they were going to have to pay out the following year. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're looking yeah. at what they did. They they sent Chandler Jones to the Cardinals. They they tried to backfill. Um, I believe they got a safety. That's about my height, five ten ish. But that's not about height. It's about the dog in the fight, you know. Um, they went and got another quarterback. Another quarterback um, who ended up being the backup for Garoppolo for the first game four games of the season because now they're actually going to make Tom Brady pay the price. Mm-hmm. But um, I look at what, they, what they've what they done. Now, listen, they're not looking for big, big-name players. They're looking for people to fit their system, as anybody that's in that you know GM position is supposed to do. I think they did a decent job. I think New England, um, you know, they did New England. You, you, you sell high, buy low. Mm-hmm. And they turn these guys into superstars. Uh, well, I think they're going to do the same thing here. They're going to take some of these guys that were, well, why did you get this spot? They they retool offense and defensive line, you know, and, and they did a good job of it, in my opinion. But we'll we'll see we'll see in a couple uh, months how those new additions play when it comes to protecting Brady or catching the ball or whatever the case may be. So I, I don't give I give them, I give them like a high C rating. On their moves and draft. Okay, what about you, Jeff? You know, it's funny. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys said this earlier. You, it's really hard to judge a draft the next day, even the next year. I, I thought the quarterback pick was uh, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, for the Patriots. Now, I mean, this is kind of out of style. I'm wondering if th- they have a a role for him, like a. Uh, 
a, a wildcat type of thing. But usually when you have an elite-type quarterback like Brady, you don't mess around with the wildcat. But, you know, New England does a lot of creative things. Um, so who knows? Maybe they want to use him on trick plays or something. Uh, they like the trick plays. Um, uh, uh, you know, but, you know, it's funny. When it comes to grading a team, a lot of it goes with – the, the recent history of the guys who run the team and how much confidence you have in them. And because they're the Patriots, people give them the benefit of the doubt because, you know, they 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 make a few mistakes, but uh, they, they get a lot of things right. So uh, I was curious if they were going to draft any guys from Rutgers because sometimes you see those type of connections. And mm-hmm. I think Belichick's son was playing at Rutgers – Maybe the connection there isn't as strong anymore since uh, Shiano isn't there. But for a while, the Patriots were drafting a lot of Rutgers guys. Um, and I'm sure as much as any team, the Patriots have been busy signing undrafted guys, which, uh, is, which is huge, trying to you know get a couple of guys from the undrafted who can make the roster. And the thing is, draft picks are so sacred. You don't want to really whiff on one, even if it's the seventh rounder, because uh, you, you don't get a lot. And, and it, it, you can only bring so many guys to camp. And I wish they would let teams bring more to camp, but uh, I guess they save a buck by, I think it's 80, maybe 90 they're allowed to bring. Back in the day, you could bring over 100, but uh, the owners wanted to save a couple bucks. But I think that's kind of like what they say, uh, penny-wise, dollar-foolish, because they, they don't get a chance – to see a lot of these guys in pads and you know, you know, practicing for real, like like they really should to really evaluate guys. Okay, let's move on to the last team, and I didn't say best for last. I just 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 fell that way. Uh, the J E T S just 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 um, of the first pick, they it went the traditional way. Uh, they had seven picks, um, but the, the seven picks were spread out. Uh, one through five, and then the last two picks were two seventh-round picks. They didn't have a sixth-round pick. Uh, the first pick, they picked 20th, and, and, and they didn't move up or down. Um, the first pick was, what else is new, an Ohio State uh, player, an inside linebacker, uh, to go with the philosophy of that team, which was a defensive-minded team for a defensive-minded head coach. And so they get uh, Darren Lee. Inside linebacker from Ohio State, like I said. Now, the surprising move, and this, this guy I really wanted on, on the uh, Houston Texans. I, I thought this, that would be one of the great spots for him to land. Uh, but the Jets um, decided to uh, pick this guy up in the second round with the 51st pick, and that was Christian Hackenberg out of Penn State. Uh, they, they, I, I really believe this kid's got a lot of upside. And I think this is a very good pick for the Jets. The kid that needs to sit for a year or two, uh, learn under somebody that is an experienced quarterback, uh, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, if they ever get at him. Um, because he's, even though Fitzpatrick is a quarterback with uh, limitations, he's a very smart quarterback. So even though he may not be able to do it all the time, he knows what needs to be done and is pr- pretty articulate to be able to give the information to a younger uh, up-and-coming uh, and guy uh, as in Hackenberg. So I think this is a pretty good move for the Jets, but not immediate, but for the future. Then they go to the um, 
ACC, if I'm not mistaken, in, in picking up two defensive players in the third and fourth round. Uh, an outside linebacker, Jordan Jenkins, Justin Burris from North Carolina State, who's a uh, DB. And then they go, and in the fifth round, they pick up an offensive tackle from South Carolina. And in, in the last two picks in the seventh round, they pick up a punter from Sam Houston State. Uh, uh, and that's where you, you should pick up a kicker, Tampa Bay. Not in the second round, Tampa <laughs> Bay. Anyway, uh, and then and then the last pick that they had, the 241st pick, is a wide receiver out of Clemson, Sharon Peak. Um, I think they did well in the first two picks, um, maybe possibly in the third pick. Um, but after that, uh, I'm not too sure how the uh, other four players are going to pan out. And I give uh, um, the Jets a low C on this. Talk to me, uh, um, Jeff, and then we'll go to Vic. Yeah, um, I, I think I had told you earlier. I, I'm not a big big fan of Christian Sackenberg. I mean, and, yeah, and I know, he I know you did. Name. Yeah. And you know, and I've seen the guy play. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, and this is where you know the yeah, I've seen him play, but the Jets have seen more film on him than I have. But right. he has a couple red flags, you know, mm-hmm. besides the fact he takes so many sacks, you know, I mean, I, I hate Rob Johnson. I mean, uh, you know, I, it doesn't make sense. You don't want to take a lot of sacks. A, you lose yards. B, you get hurt. I mean, right. it, it's football 101. And mm-hmm. I think a big flag on Hackenberg was his college career trended in the wrong direction. Um that doesn't mean he's a bum, but I don't know if that means he's a second-round pick. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to me, uh, it, it shows, you know, the Jets are really uh, be, being, you know, uh, what, you know, taking a real hard-line stance with, uh, with Fitz. Yep. Also, I think, you know, maybe they're admitting that um, – uh, you know, I think in life and in, in especially in drafts, you don't want to be stubborn. And, you know, it seems like almost every year the Jets are drafting a quarterback. But uh, Bryce Petty, too raw. We don't really know how well he developed last year. Geno, the genius Smith, I don't think he's the future of the franchise. So, you know, I guess they figure, hey, we'll draft a quarterback again because this guy could be our future. Um, it, it, I'm curious if uh, – if Fitz does sign, which he, now he's threatening to retire, which one of the guys doesn't make the cut? I mean, maybe they could keep Petty around on the practice squad. Maybe they could trade him for a little something. But I'll, I'll tell you, because the draft picks are so, you know, few, I don't like to see a team drafting a, a kicker, a punter, or a long snapper because, you know, only one or two of those guys gets drafted. So, there's a lot of good ones available as free agents. I, I don't get that. I mean, I, believe me, I'm all about special teams, but uh, I guess maybe if you have extra picks, it's worth it. But uh, that I don't care for that. So. Okay. What about you, Victor? Victor, are you there? Victor, did you fall asleep? Hello, Victor. Yes, I did. Yes, I fell asleep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm tired. All right, look. Um, I don't know what you said, so I'm going to say peace and blessings. I love y'all and good night. I'm going to bed. Oh, my God. It's only, it's hey, only what, 
10.30 at night. Okay, whatever. 11.30. 11.30. Whatever. 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 Man, he was, oh, my God. Victor, I, I got I to gotta tell you, we'll, we'll, we'll talk off air, but we're gonna reschedule you, it. you are 37 years old. And 40. 40. Okay, you're 40 years old. That's 40 years old. And I spent more times up and later times up right now and have done so for 20 years at least than you ever have. My God. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a nice owl. I can see. I can see that. I can see that. Wow. Wow. I'm a gay person. Wait a minute. You know. What, wait a minute. You in the A R M Y? You're supposed and to be able to. You're supposed to be going. Maybe able to go twenty four seven. Hey, I have soldiers <laughs> for me to do that now. <laughs> anyway, have a good I, sleep, man. You see how he treats me, Jeff? You see how he treats me? <laughs> I, right. I, I, I appreciate you, you you coming on and spending the time that you have with us. I really appreciate that. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. No problem. Azure told me I was snoring, so I had to put y'all on mute, and then I, I just went to sleep. <laughs> All right, bye. Take care. Take All, right. Easy, uh, <laughs> All right, Jeff. Let's go to the AFC North, where it, it's no accident. It is no accident the Baltimore Ravens uh, out put, just put last year aside. That was an anomaly uh, because of the, the amount of injuries and bad luck that they had last year. Um, were a, a, a team that picked high in this year's draft because of the, what happened last season. Had seven, uh, I mean, excuse me, 11 picks, 11 five fourth round picks. Ozzie Newsom and company uh, are uh, it's no accident. It is no accident. They have a formula, and it amazes me that these teams allow the Ravens to be able to maneuver themselves to garner more than a seven picks a standard team would get each and every year. They had four, I mean, uh, four, five fourth round picks. Starting off the first round, they picked up because, and he took Laramie Tunsil off the board because of the pot smoking incident that jumped on Twitter and became viral instantaneously. So they picked up their, uh, uh, in the sixth six pick, Ronnie Stanley, the other uh, offensive tackle from Notre Dame. A, then they went uh, on the defensive side uh, for the next, uh, next three picks. Second round, they picked up, um, Kamalea Correa from Boise State, an outside linebacker. They, they like these, they like these uh, uh, um, um, Polynesian names. Uh, the next one they yeah, picked right. up. <laughs> they, the, the, the next right. one they picked up in the third round was Bronson Kufusi, uh, a defensive end from BYU. Um, then they went uh, in the fourth round. They had five picks. I, I, I've never seen a team do this before. Uh, they picked up a cornerback in Tavon Young from Temple, Chris Moore, a wide receiver from Cincinnati, an offensive tackle in Alex Lewis from, from Nebraska, William Henry, a defensive tackle from Michigan, Kenneth Dixon, which is arguably the second or third uh, uh, running back um, that was rated on the board. They picked him up uh, uh, in the 130, 134th pick uh, 
from Louisiana Tech. Fifth pick, they had a defensive end from Grand Valley State. Never heard of that college. Uh, and then he picked up Keenan Reynolds, a wide receiver from Navy, who is in the Naval Academy right now. And I think he was a combination of a quarterback slash wide receiver, but I think he's going into this uh, draft as a wide receiver. And uh, with the last pick, which is in the sixth pick, didn't have a seventh round because they had two sixth-round picks, and he moved up. Uh, Maurice Canada, a cornerback from Virginia, um, uh, they get a high B to an A from me. I mean, they, 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 there's no accident what the Baltimore Ravens do in a draft year in and year out. Talk to me, Jeff. Yeah, you know, um, you know, like a lot of organizations, uh, it starts at the top with uh, Ozzie Newsome. Uh, probably at this point you could say, uh, you know, one of the all-time great uh, NFL executives uh, after being a great player for uh, a yep. bunch of years. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, even a good team, be- because, of you know, salary cap and the nature of the sport has their ups and downs. And last year, uh, a lot of injuries and some age on that team. And uh, uh, it looks like uh, they're reloading. And, I, 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 I'm, you know, you're, I never thought about it. You know, there, there's a – based on numbers, there's a lot of uh, these uh, Samoan players – uh, yep. Pacific Islanders in the NFL and the, yep. and the Ravens, they they must be scouting Hawaii and Samoa <laughs> real well and, yeah. and Utah because they got they and, and also like um, uh, I, I wish I could think of a better example. They got these um, Samoan Mormons like yep. uh, uh, Manti Teo, uh, you know the Mormons. So that's mm-hmm. why BYU they do a lot of missionary work there, and then they get these uh, young Samoan kids to go out to BYU um, and. Uh, they make it interesting for the commentators with those names, you know. But uh, you oh, know, yeah. the Giants—they've—they've had some African guys, and some of those names could be kind of lengthy too. But you know, that's true. The thing—the thing is, if you could play ball, you know, it's a meritocracy. They don't care where you're from, what right. kind of last name you got, and that—that's what it's all about. And that's—that's that's why I like football. Um, but yeah, they got a lot of picks, and uh, you know, like um, the thing is, the only thing is with a uh, Keenan Reynolds. Is um, uh, the thing is with a position switch, doing it at the highest level, and also he's got a, a five-year commitment. Uh, I, I don't think he can get a deferment on that. So, um, you know, you wonder about that. But they got so many other guys. You know, when you have extra picks, and they they had a uh, compensatory picks, which are great when you know you lose guys to free agency, and. Uh, when you have a lot of picks, you can maybe take a chance or two. I, I think they might be able to get a roster exemption for Reynolds, but if he has that naval commitment, that's a long time. Sure it you is. know, that's a real long time. Um, I think there was talk they were going to be able to um, have football players defer it, but then it didn't happen. So, uh, also, it's real close to them. It's uh, you know, Annapolis is pretty close to Baltimore. Absolutely. So, uh, but I'll tell you, you know. It, there have been a few bad years, but not really back-to-back in Baltimore ever since they moved from Cleveland. That, that's a real solid franchise there, and uh, this draft class looks pretty solid. Okay, let's move on to another team um, that has its uh, ups and downs. And oh, has excuse them. me, Jerry. Uh, i got to step away for a few minutes. I'll be right back. Not a problem. Uh, a team that uh, um, had its ups and downs, hasn't won a playoff game in quite some time. Uh, lost some key pieces to their offense, 
and defense uh, needed to reload in that in that um, vein. <clears throat> I'm talking about the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, who had the uh, 24th pick in the uh, NFL draft in the first round, and uh, had a standard of seven picks. Um, they never moved up, moved down. They stayed true to their picks uh, and didn't waver from that. And uh, one of the one one of the teams that um, doesn't do a lot of uh, maneuvering up and down the board and held true this year. The first pick was a uh, DB, um, William Jackson III, a very good DB from the uh, University of Houston. Then he backed that up in the second round with a, a very good wide receiver coming out of Pittsburgh and Tyler Board. Uh, Boyd, I'm sorry. Third round, they had uh, Nick Vigil, an inside linebacker. And uh, um, uh, this guy, which I was very surprised that he dropped down to the fourth pick, the fourth round, I should say, 122nd pick um, out of Baylor, a defensive tackle, Andrew Billings. And then they uh, rounded it off in the fifth, sixth and seventh round and when they need guys off in the consecutive order, Christian Westerman, a guard from Arizona state, Cody core, a wide receiver from Ole Miss and Clayton Pedgerdell. And I know I butchered his name, but it was bet- the best I could do for Jedgedell dilemma. I should fit Jed Dillem, uh a safety out of Illinois. Uh, I think they did pretty good in not moving around uh, and staying true to the seven picks in whatever order they had them, and uh, picked up some quality players, including that defensive tackle uh, in the fourth round and Andrew Billings. Uh, I'd have to give him a, a, a solid A to a uh, A minus to a B plus somewhere around there. But I think the Cincinnati Bengals did very well in the amount of picks they had. They only had seven. They didn't move it. Up or down, they stayed what, whatever picks they had when the draft started is what they had when they ended, and they, I think they did pretty well in picking up the players that they did. What about you, Jeff? I think you're back now, right? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, the uh, the Bengals they used to be known for uh, drafting a couple of bad boys, and and the reason they did it was because they get them at a discount. Uh, uh, Bernard Scott was uh, one of those. Uh, I think he's out of the league now, but he had a, a few respectable years. Um, uh, uh, I think they did okay. Um, they got um, uh, they got a corner. Uh, you, you, you can't you can't have too many corners in today's NFL. So, and uh, uh, I think uh, they got a. a Defensive tackle Andrew Billings, he he dropped a little. So uh, then it makes you paranoid. Well, how come he dropped? But sometimes this whole ranking thing isn't an exact science. Some guys just drop because other teams liked other guys. It doesn't mean that you know they have cooties, you know. So okay, yep. Now let's move on to the team that had the most picks in the NFL. They had. The first and second pick, they move up and down the board. I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they had a second round pick, uh, three three round picks, four fourth round picks, round picks, 
and a seventh round pick, which included a trade. And so they, in all in essence, and Jeff, you alluded to it earlier, they picked up 15 players, 15, play, 15 players. So if you're an NFL team going into the draft, you are given, if nothing else changes, you're giving seventh picks. The standard is seven picks. The Cleveland Browns doubled that. Doubled that. Amazing the amount of team. Uh, I mean, amount of players they picked up. Uh, they picked up a quality guy right off the bat. Now I'm thinking I had talked about you uh, on Thursday night. I had talked about it previously weeks. I thought they were going to pick up. Um, depending on what Dallas did, and I, that was the key for me, depending on what Dallas did. And it turned out that they, they went the running back. We'll get to that. Um, they picked up a wide receiver, and the wide receiver, I was surprised he went where he went. I thought he would drop down to uh, uh, he, the, the Texans because I thought they were going to target him. Talk about Corey Coleman, the wide receiver out of Baylor. Um, then he went in the second round, the 32nd pick, uh, and picked up uh, Emmanuel – Agba, out of de- uh, defensive end out of Oklahoma State. They went back in the third round where they had three picks and picked up Carl Nassib, an- another defensive end in Penn State. And then uh, through a series of trades that they had um, brought about, they picked up Sean Coleman, an offensive tackle out of Auburn because they needed definitely needed help on the offensive line because they lost – Alex Mack, and um, I can't think of the other uh, offensive lineman that, that they uh, lost. Joe Thomas. Joe, Joe Thomas. No, that, no, Joe Thomas is still there. Oh, he's he, still there? He, well, he's the he, only one he, there he, then. Coach. He, I was going to say, he's the only one there. They, oh, they, they lost, okay. I think it was Schwartzman or Schwartz, I think. Leonard Schwartz, oh, yeah, I think. I think, I think they lost Schwartz, yeah. They yes, did lose yes, him. The, yeah, the guy yeah, whose brother played for the Giants, yeah. yeah they lost so a lot I, of cats. They, it's yes, like the Titanic over there. Yes, and they lost some key offensive linemen, so they had to, had to replenish the offensive line to protect whoever's going to be the quarterback. And then in the last pick, um, not the last pick in the third round, but the last pick that the Cleveland Browns had in the third round of the three picks that they had, they picked up a quarterback in Cody Kessler, which was a big surprise. Everybody thought that it would be uh, Connor Cook or um, – uh, and, and it wasn't. It was Cody Kessler. And uh, then they had, like I said, four picks in the fourth round. Uh, they picked up another uh, um, defensive um, uh, player in the offensive lineman from, uh, uh, excuse me, an outside linebacker in Joe Schobert, Ricardo Lewis, a wide receiver from Auburn, a uh, safety from TCU and Derek Kindred. They picked up a wide receiver slash tight end in Seth DeValve, DeVave, and, and from Princeton, another New Jersey-based uh, uh, college. And then they went wide receiver in the fifth round uh, out of uh, Jordan Payton out of um, UCLA, a offensive tackle, Spencer Drango from Baylor, another wide receiver, in Rashard Wiggins in, uh, from Colorado State, uh, and then um, two defensive players, uh, one in the fifth round in Trey Caldwell, and Louisiana Monroe, and the last pick that they had, which included a uh, tra- um, uh, a player currently in the league, in um, uh, uh, Scooby Wright, the uh, Scooby Wright the third, excuse me, 
and um, an inside linebacker from Arizona, along with a second-round cornerback from the um, 2013 draft they picked up from the um, Miami uh, Miami Dolphins uh, and Jamar Taylor. So they picked up 15 players, and Jeff, like you said, it's one, two, three, four, Am I missing somebody? Five wide receivers. Am, am I right, right about that? Yeah. Five yeah. five wide receivers that they pick up. So, um, I, I guess uh, out of five wide receivers, Hughes is is looking to get some quality wide receivers. Maybe not to throw the football, but some some guys that can catch the football because they they lost. Uh, they don't have a good wide receiver core. Let me put it that way. So and and so they're trying to get as many. Uh, many um, guys that they think they can catch the ball at, to, 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 to weed them out one, one at a time, I guess. Uh, I give them a solid A on this. To double the amount of picks, you got uh, all this talent in the training camp, all this young talent. Uh, quite naturally, you know, the Cleveland Browns are purging what they have and, and pretty much and going to start and scrap it from new and start from the beginning. Analytics and, and, and this drafting. Uh, is uh, uh, coming together, I guess, and we'll see what happens with 15 new players. 15 new players outside of any kind of free agency that they may have done, and I can't think off the top of my head who they grabbed in free agency, but 15 new players from the draft. That's unheard of. Talk to me, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, you know, they uh, those five receivers, that's a heck of a lot for one draft. Yep. And a lot of those guys weren't rated that well. I mean, uh, not that many Ivy League wide receivers get drafted. Uh, right. But, you know, like I predicted, the Browns are making it interesting. I don't think Cody Kessler is uh, anything special. Uh, uh and he'll just be the next in a long line of disappointing Cleveland quarterbacks. Uh, but I guess they needed another one. And uh, I guess right off, you know, right off the top, I guess it made more sense to trade down than to go with Carson Wentz. If you really don't think he's the guy, which they didn't think so. So, uh, you know, uh, I give the Browns an I for interesting. Okay. Let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, in my opinion, uh, I'd have to question um, this draft for them because uh, I'm not too impressed um, past the maybe the third, uh, uh, third or fourth round pick. Um, they had the 25th pick in the first round, and uh, um, they picked up Artie Burns, a cornerback from Miami. Um, um, He's more of a press corner. The Steelers play zone, so I don't know how well he, if if uh, he's going to be able to to pan out uh, playing uh, 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 zone coverage. Um, and then in the second round, and they and the only thing they they deviated from they had seventh pick, no fifth round pick, um, but they had two seventh round picks. Um, and like I said, Artie Burns was the first uh, pick off the board, and then he went. Um, to the defensive backfield again with Sean Davis out of Maryland. Javon Hargrove was a third-round pick, a defensive tackle out of South Carolina State. Fourth round was Gerald Hawkins, offensive tackle out of LSU. 
The sixth round was Travis Feeney, uh, outside linebacker out of Washington. And um, then he picked up a wide receiver in Demarcus Ayers. And in the seventh round, uh, and the other seventh round pick, the last pick in the seventh round was Tyler uh, Matagovich. Uh, and I probably mispronounced it, but it's the easiest. This is the uh, oh, oh, best I can do. Inside linebacker from Temple. Uh, I'd have to give him uh, a C, and they're, they're barely, barely holding on to that one. Um, I'm not too impressed with the Steelers in their draft this year. Talk to me, Jeff. I don't know. I think they might have fixed their secondary with those first two picks. So, uh, and, uh, you know, this is a team that traditionally builds through the draft. And uh, I don't know. I think they might have got it right. Okay. Let's move on to the AFC South. And by by no means is um, showing any kind of um, uh, bias here. We're going with the Houston Texans first. Uh, they, they were the division winners last year, so I'm going to go with them first, whatever. Um, uh, they had seven picks. They wound up with only six. They got rid of their sixth-round pick and their seventh-round pick. So they had um, one through five and uh, uh, one, through f- one through four and two fifth-round picks. <clears throat> so in essence, they, o- they only had – six picks versus seven. But I think they got some quality um, players in the seven picks. Uh, number one, they were the 21st pick in the first round that they picked up. They, they're looking for speed and playmakers. And I think the uh, playmakers can come in different positions other than running back, wide receiver, quarterback, and, or tight end. And the reason I'm saying that is because the first uh, – Four picks were playmakers, one of them not being in a skill position, uh, so to speak. Uh, the first round, they picked up Will, Will Fuller, suspect hands, but ran the fastest time in the combine, and that time equated to the playing field when he was playing in college. Um, the only problem is he may, ha- may, may have uh, – he may suffer from the Ted Gim disease. Hopefully he can get over that. Um, uh, because That's an if epidemic, he- my friend. That is yeah, an epidemic. I know. Yeah, I know that. Uh, and and that's what what worries me about this guy. Um if he's able to conquer that disease of of hand, no handsitis, um then uh this will be a very good pick. Uh they wanted speed and speed they got with Will Fuller as the wide receiver out of Notre Dame. The second round, because I said they picked up playmakers and I said not necessarily from skill positions, they picked up and I thought this was an extremely good pick, um, um, and I, 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 I liked the, the, what they did in, on, in the offseason, picking up two quality offensive linemen, and this is another offensive lineman of quality coming out, also coming out of Notre Dame, and Nick Martin, son of, not son, brother of <laughs> Zach Martin, brother of Zach Martin from the uh, vaunted uh, offensive line in, in, the, in the Cowboys, uh, he's a center, and I thought that was a very good pick. He's a center guard. He can play. He's pretty versatile on the offensive line, so I thought that was a very good pick. They backed it up with two two picks I like in Braxton Miller, Miller who's a raw, but uh, uh, is a playmaker 
Uh, and I think uh, he's going he, I wouldn't say developmental, but he needs to uh, learn the wide receiver position. He only played it for a short time in this past season in, in uh, Ohio State. Um, I like this. I like this. The, I was hoping they would pick it up one of the other Devontae Booker or uh, uh, Kenneth Dixon, but uh, I, I'm happy who they picked up uh, as a backup, uh, one of the backups to uh, Lamar Miller. This guy's got a, a lot of a ton of speed, um, and uh, I'm talking about Tyler Irvin from running back. Uh, excuse me, a running back from San Jose State. Um, the last two picks, uh, solid picks, but not real eye openers. Uh, KJ Dillon from uh, a safety from West Virginia, uh, and, and uh, the other last pick that they had in the fifth round was DJ Reader, a defensive tackle from Clemson. Uh, I'd have to give him a a solid C, C plus somewhere around there. Um, can't give him a B, uh, can't give him an A, but I think it was a, a solid uh, draft. And I'm talking about my Houston Texans. Talk to me, Jeff. I'll tell you, I think they did better than that. I think they probably did a B, you know. Okay. Um, I, I think they got some good, solid guys. Uh, you know, uh, I, I like Tyler Irvin. Uh, that's a good place to have some depth. Uh, you know, Lamar Miller's good, but not the most durable guy. Uh, yeah. I guess the the one little question mark is uh, Braxton Miller. Yeah. Uh, you know, how, you know, how quickly he develops, but you know, I guess in the third round, that's okay. You just don't want it. You want a guy a little more polished in the first round. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you need guys like Nick Martin. Uh, you know, I think uh, some people rated him in the first round. So uh, I think it's a good solid uh, draft for those guys. Out of the picks that I, I like now, I'm, I'm happy with Will Fuller, but I'm not, I'm more happy. Let me put it this way. I'm more excited with the uh, offensive lineman and the running back than I am with the wide receiver they picked in the first round. I, I really like Nick Martin. Uh, you're right. I think they did have him uh, as a um, a uh, uh, first-round grade. They got him in the uh, second round, which is fine. Um, but uh, I, I liked him uh, being picked, and I also liked Tyler Irvin. I, I was worried who were they going to pick as a backup from Lamar Miller. We need – and we needed somebody like that and Tyler Irvin, and we got it. Now let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts. And Indianapolis Colts, I felt, uh, needed a lot of help uh, on two fronts, offensive line and all over the defense. Let me put it that way, all over the defense. Um, <clears throat> I felt, and this is my opinion, I felt the Indianapolis Colts, uh, and I could be mistaken, this may be a bold statement, maybe – may be the bottom feeders in this division because of all the influx of talent that has been drafted or come through free agency. Um, so they picked in the first round, they picked a, a, a center. <clears throat> they needed to protect Andrew Luck. They need help on the offensive line. And they picked a, a, a nasty guy uh, um, and a really intelligent guy out of Alabama and Ryan Kelly. Then he went on the uh, uh, back to the defense or to the defense and picked up a safety. Now I have to question picking up a safety, even though this guy is a very good safety um, from Clemson, TJ green. Uh, I would more or less tr- try to pick up some, some guy that's going to uh, be on the defensive side of the ball, uh, meaning the defensive line or the offense or a uh, linebacker. 
Um, uh, but unfortunately, they went back to the back end. Like, uh, and then they went back to the offense uh, with the uh, Le- Raven Clark uh, offensive tackle, Texas Tech. Seemed like they w- were flopping big back and forth between offense and defense. They couldn't make their mind of what they want to do because uh, in the fourth round, they went back to defense. And Hassan Ridgeway is defensive tackle. Uh, decided to stay consistent because they had two picks in the fourth round. And Antonio Morrison, an outside linebacker from Florida. But in the fifth round, Joe Hay got a North Dakota State. And then in the last two um, picks they had in the seventh round, they did the flip-flop again. They picked an outside linebacker from Maine, Trevor Bates. And then a, uh, a center, another center, center Austin Blythe from Iowa. Iowa, Iowa offensive lineman, Wisconsin Offensive linemen are always good to pick up because, you know, they're solid guys. And they picked up a, um, a guy in the seventh round, a center from Iowa. Uh, I have to give the Colts because of uh, – I didn't think they did all that well. Decent, but not all that well. I say average C. I don't know. I mean, I, I like uh, they addressed their needs. They, they had a, a – a good amount of picks. Uh, I think I'd give them a B. And uh, really? they've been quiet this off season. I think that's because they're working on a new deal for uh, Andrew Luck. Luck. And last, right. going into the season last year, a lot of people were saying their offensive line was weak, and everybody was right. And they, they it, Luck is not good if you if you can't keep him, uh, you know, standing and healthy. You know. Uh, and uh, they're admitting that, so they definitely addressed it. And uh, I gotta go. I'll tell you, I I was uh, a little shocked because the Giants did not draft one offensive lineman. I like some of their picks, uh, but uh, I just can't believe they didn't draft. I mean, I'm sure they'll sign a few, but that's not the quality they need. Right. Uh, I don't know what their plan is, but uh, everybody thought they needed at least one more offensive lineman. So um, I got to get going. Okay. It's been real. I'll, I'll catch you on Thursday. Take care, Jeff. Thanks for right. joining me today. Bye-bye. See you. All right, let's, people, let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I think they had one of the best drafts I've seen in quite a while. And uh, through free agency and, and drafting, these, this team is going to be um, extremely competitive in the AFC South along with the Titans, the Texans, and the Colts. Um, watch out for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are very potent on offense. And the Gus Bradley, who is a defensive-minded coach, uh, decided to go defense, defense, defense um, to what you see in, the, in their um, free agency pickups and with their draft picks. Let's go, let's go down here, and you'll see what I'm talking about. With the first pick, arguably the best um, player in the draft, arguably. Uh, there, there's some other guys, but this guy is arguably uh, the best player, one of the best players in the draft, a combination of a, a, a cornerback and a safety. I'm talking about Jalen Ramsey. They picked him up in the, in the fifth pick in the, in, the, uh, in the first round out of Florida State. Then they come back. Now – Everybody had sent red flags, pretty much had backed off of uh, this guy, uh, and uh, no one knew exactly when he was going to fall or where he's going to fall. Um, I don't think he should have fell out of the, the uh, uh, first round, but he fell into the laps of the Jacksonville Jaguars, as in the second round, the 36th pick. 
Um, and they picked up Miles Jack, inside linebacker from UCLA. Now, when you got those two picks, you can go home. You can go home because because those two picks, they they would be arguably the one two best players in the draft, and you picked them up one because you had the fifth pick, the other one because the the uh, word on it that he wouldn't hold up because of his knees, and he fell into your lap. But they came back in the third third round. Now, I'm telling you, they went defense, 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 because they have a prolific offense right now. They need help on the defensive side of the ball. They were in the bottom tier of defenses in the, in the NFL. So they needed help on the defensive side of the ball. So third round, they picked up a defensive end in Yannick Nagakwe, um, a defensive end out of Maryland. Um, they went to the fourth round and picked up Sheldon Day, a defensive tackle out of Notre Dame. They went to the sixth round and picked up Tyrone Holmes, another defensive end. Now, talking about putting pressure with inside linebacker, a defensive, two defensive ends, and a defensive tackle in round two through six. Pressure on the quarterback. They're going to put pressure on the quarterback. I guarantee you that. And speaking of quarterbacks, the last pick in the sixth round, not the last pick, but their last pick, or their uh, their second pick in the sixth round, let me put it that way, was a quarterback, uh, Brandon Allen out of uh, Arkansas. And their very last pick went right back in the seventh round. Um, they picked up Jonathan Woodward, uh, a Woodard, uh, defensive end, Defensive end at Central Arkansas. I have to give him a solid A. I could even give him an A+. Plus. Um, I'm jealous. I'm, I have to tell you, I'm jealous. The, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars have did some serious work uh, this offseason in free agency and including in the draft. A lot of high-quality defensive players. Looks good on paper, and it's probably even going to look better on the field. I have to tell you that right now. Let's move on to the Tennessee Titans who also did a lot of work on the, uh, um, in free agency um, on both sides of the ball, picking offense, offensive players and defensive players in free agency. And they went to work with um, the amount of picks in the, uh, in the NFL draft. They had 10 picks, moved around the board. They had the first round, the first pick in the draft. They moved down to the eighth pick with uh, um, the moves that were made uh, um and they uh, picked up in the uh, with the eighth pick, nasty offensive tackle, who they someone that they need to protect. Now I'm telling you here, just listen to what I'm saying here. Ron Stanley went uh, early. He went to the um, um, he went to the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, uh, Jack Conklin, Conklin, the other offensive tackle, went to the. Tennessee Titans, Laramie Tunsil, because of his gas mask bong um, episode that was went viral on Twitter, who was supposed to go ahead of both of those guys, went below those guys at 13. Tennessee Titans got a heck of a player in Jack Conklin, an offensive tackle from Michigan State. Then they went on the uh, uh, a couple picks. They went on the defensive side in the second round. They had three picks in the second round. Uh, they, they accumulated some picks just like uh, the um, Cleveland Browns. 
and picked up Kevin Dodd, a defensive end from Clemson, picked up Austin Johnson, a defensive tackle from Penn State, uh, and then picked up the um, last year's Heisman Trophy winner, running back, Derek Henry from Alabama. Watch out for the Tennessee Titans. AFC South was a laughable league, a laughable, laughable division last year. Not anymore, because when you come to play them, put your big boy pants on, because there's going to be some thumping going on, whether it's on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. Uh, there's going to be some serious play, um, whether you play against them or whether you play within the division. There's going to be some serious play in the AFC South. I have to, I have to say that. Uh, in the third round, they they, they uh, picked up Kevin Bayard, a safety from Middle T- Tennessee State. Uh, they decided to go to a uh, wide receiver in TJ Sharp, a wide receiver from Massachusetts. They picked up uh, uh, that was in the fifth round. Another fifth round pick with LaShawn Sims out of Southern Utah. Uh, their only sixth round pick they had Seb- Sebastian Tritola, a guard from Arkansas. And then uh, um, their last two picks in the seventh round were uh, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Aaron Wallace, uh, offensive line, excuse me, an outside linebacker from UCLA, and Kalen Reed, uh, which is Mr. Irrelevant. And this guy is no slouch. For, for a seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant, 253rd pick in the NFL draft, this guy has a very strong chance of – hanging in the league, sticking in the league, even though and, and the reason I'm saying that is because this draft was so deep in defensive players. A player like this is not a typical, absolutely last pick in the, in the NFL draft. So Kalen Reed, I can b- believe, can, can um, uh, make the, the 53-man roster. Let me put it that way. Let's move on to the AFC West and round out the AFC, the Denver Broncos. Um, their first first round pick down the 26th pick they had, they picked up Paxton Lynch. Then they went on the defensive side uh, of the next two picks, pick two and three. Uh, second round pick, second round was Adam Godas, the defensive tackle um, from Georgia Tech. Uh, third round was Justin Simmons, cornerback from Boston College. Uh, they picked up Devontae Booker. Devontae Booker arguably was the either uh, the, the third or fourth best, best running back out of the running back class in this league, and they got him in the fourth round, which I think was a steal uh, out of Utah. And uh, um, then he then he went on the offensive side of the ball, picking up a a guard in the fifth round, Connor McGovern, and sixth round Andy Jankovic, a fullback out of Nebraska. And uh, uh, picked up a, a safety in the sixth round, Will Parks out of Arizona. And uh, from uh, um, in the seventh round from Syracuse, they picked up a punter in uh, Riley Dixon. Overall, I give them a solid B, maybe B minus. Let's move on to Kansas City, who didn't have a first round pick, had uh, one second round, one third round, three th- fourth round, two fifth round, and two sixth round picks. Um, picked up. Picked up uh, uh, Chris Jones, a defensive tackle from Mississippi State. Um, third round, they picked up Cavalier, uh Russell from uh, a cornerback from D- uh, Notre Dame. So they went defense with their first two picks. 
three picks in the fourth round. They had a uh, picked up a guard in uh, from Cincinnati, Parton Anger, uh, um, a Eric Murray from uh, a cornerback from Minnesota. Uh, I received a Demarcus Robinson from um, Florida. They had two fifth round picks to pick up the quarterback Kevin Hogan from Stanford, and uh, a running back Tyreek Hill, a running back from West Alabama. And the last two picks that they had in the draft were in the sixth round. Uh, they picked up uh, DJ White, a cornerback from Georgia Tech, and then a a Dady Lome Nicholas, an outside linebacker from um, Virginia Tech. Uh, a lot of good players in this draft. It's very hard to not be able to get a good um, draft out of the amount of players, good players in this draft, and I have to give the Kansas City Chiefs a B. Um, <clears throat> Oakland Raiders needed help on the defensive side of the ball, and that's what they stressed with their picks. The first two picks were on the defensive side, one on the back side, one on the front side. Uh, first round pick was called Joseph of Safety out of West Virginia. This, the second round pick was Jihad Ward, a defensive end of Illinois. Third round, Calhoun, another defensive end out of Michigan State. Then they decided to pick Connor Cook. Connor Cook went in the fourth round. Arguably the fourth quarterback that uh, uh, was supposed to go off the board, he went in the fourth round. Um, There's a lot of quarterbacks that went before him, and the, the – uh, Oakland Raiders decided to take a chance on Connor Cook out of Michigan State. Uh, they picked up uh, in the fifth round DeAndre Washington, a running back from Texas Tech. And then in the sixth round, Corey James, outside linebacker from Colorado State, and ended with the seventh round pick in uh, guard of Adal Alexander. It gave them a solid B. Let's move on to the San Diego Chargers, who surprised me with their third pick. Everybody knew that the first two picks in the, in the first round were going to be quarterbacks. Uh, Goff went to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Wentz went to the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I thought that they would go and pick up Laramie Tunsil or an offensive um, player to protect Phillip Rivers. They went defense in Joey Bosa. I'm not one of these guys that uh, Joey Bosa fans, like I said earlier in this this, uh, um, broadcast, he reminds me of Brian Bosworth. And uh, he's going to have to, and I'm nobody, he's going to have to uh, change my mind. Let me put it that way. Uh, then he went and, and uh, an heir apparent to the tight end position. They picked up the number one tight end in in a draft in the second round, Hunter Henry uh, from uh, Arkansas. The offensive line on the third round was Max Turk, a center from USC. Uh, picked up two defensive players in the fourth and fifth round consecutively. Joshua Perry, inside linebacker, another one out of Ohio State. And Jatavis Brown, uh, uh, inside linebacker out of Akron. Had two picks in the sixth round. Picked up a punter, Drew Kaser, out of uh, um, Texas A&M. And a uh, a fullback, Derek Watt, out of Wisconsin. Fullbacks. What 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 a thought. How about putting a fullback in the backfield and to protect, not to protect, but help block for your running back? What a thought. Um, is a fullback position coming back? We'll see. And then the last pick in the seventh round, that the not the very last pick, but the last pick of the uh, uh, for the San Diego Chargers in the seventh round was uh, Donovan Clark, a guard from Michigan State. I'd have to give them a, a – 
A to A minus. They did a decent job in getting what they needed. All right. Let's go to the NFC East. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, quite naturally, one of my favorite uh, positions is the running back position, and Dallas addressed that. Splash play, maybe they should have gone defensive side of the ball because I think they need more help on that side. But they decided to go with the uh, big-name running back and Ezekiel Elliott from Ohio State, and they picked him in the fourth round. Then they picked up a project, someone that they're speculating on, the doctor that performed the knee surgery on Jalen Smith, an inside linebacker from Notre Dame, is the um, head doctor uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. So who knows his Jalen Smith's knee better than the doctor who performed the operation, and they decided to take him in the second round. And he addressed the defensive side of the ball in the third and fourth round. Uh, third round being uh, Malik Collins, the defensive tackle from Nebraska. They had two fourth-round picks. The four, first fourth-round pick was Charles Tapper, a defensive end from Oklahoma. The second one, they decided to address the backup quarterback position to, to Tony Romo in a, a versatile uh, court, quarterback uh, in Dak Prescott, who ran for more touchdowns than he threw for for Mississippi State. Um, then he went back to the next two picks. They had four six-round picks. They didn't have a fifth, didn't have a seventh. They had four six-round picks. The first six-round pick was a, a DB, uh, Anthony Brown from Purdue. The next one was a safety, Kevon Frazier from Central Michigan. They picked up another running back in Darius Jackson from uh, Eastern Michigan and topped it off with the last sixth pick, six-round pick that they had in Rico Gathers, tight end from Baylor. Um, I think they did a solid B. Could be a little bit better, but we'll see what happens with that uh, Jalen Smith. That's the key. If they that think that a grade could easily escalate if um, Jalen Smith pans out. Let me put it that way. Let's move on to the giant um, picks, uh, New York Giants. They had the 10th pick, um, and they picked, decided to go to another Ohio State player. The, the record 12, I think it was 12 players that were taken in the draft from Ohio State, which is crazy. Um, Eli Apple, a cornerback they needed. It always they lost Prince Amukamore, so they needed help in the backside, and they decided to pull this uh, uh, off with Eli Apple, cornerback out of Ohio State. Second round, they decided to go to a um, people. Let me let me put it this way: you should look up the story of Sterling Shepard, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Uh, heartwarming story, uh, tragic story, uh, and. Uh, um, this kid, I'm pulling for this kid. Wide receiver out, out of Oklahoma. Let me put it this way. He's the Victor Cruz, uh, uh, Odom Beckham Jr. clone. All right? 5'10", 5'11", that, and, and almost the same type of build. I think they want, I wouldn't say Smurfs, but they want the same prototypical type of um, wide receiver, and this is one of them, Sterling Sharp, in the th- second round. They only had... Six picks. They didn't have a seventh-round pick. In the third round, so they had to make quality picks here. Let me put it that way. Darian Thompson is uh, is a safety out of Boise State. Uh, In the third round, fourth round was B.J. Goodson, an inside linebacker out of Clemson. They did address that. They got the uh, inside linebacker, and then they had the safety for the back end. Uh, 
They even addressed the running back position. They, they were the only thing they didn't address is uh, no offensive lineman. Um, no offensive lineman, uh, and no defensive lineman, for that fact. Uh, they, they uh, in the fifth round they got Paul Perkins, Paul, excuse me, Paul Perkins, a running back from UCLA, and uh, um, topped it off with their last pick, and, and their in the and not the uh, it's a sixth round pick, Jarrell. Adams, a tight end out of South Carolina, which I give him a solid B for that. They, I think they should have addressed excuse me, their um, offensive line, um, but they didn't do so. Let's move to Philadelphia Eagles, who um, have a new coach and um, wanted a Wanted to get off a good start, uh, and unfortunately, they have drama in their quarterback position with Sam Bradford not wanting to uh, play nice and, and play and take his ball and go home. Um, but they went ahead and made some moves, moved up to the second pick in the uh, first round and picked up Carson Wentz. Didn't have a second-round pick. Um, Third-round pick, they had Isaac Somole, Somolo, um, the center from Oregon State. Um, they had two fifth-round picks. One of them was Wendell Smallwood, from a running back from West Virginia. The other one was Halapulavati Batai, uh, offensive tackle from TCU. Um, Sixth-round pick was Blake Countess, a cornerback from Auburn. Had, they had three seventh-round picks. Janie Mills, a safety from LSU. Alex McAllister, a defensive end from Florida. And Joe Walker, a inside linebacker from Oregon. I have to, on paper, I have to say that the Philadelphia Eagles did a, a, a B on that one. Let's move on to the Washington Redskins, still in this NFC East. Um, first round, they had the 22nd pick in the first round. They picked up Josh Doxson, a wide receiver from TCU. So uh, Cravens, a uh, safety from USC, was their second-round pick. They picked in the third round, Kendall Fuller, cornerback from Virginia Tech. Fifth round, Matt Ionidis from a defensive tackle from Temple. In the sixth round, they had Nate Sudfeld, the quarterback. They picked up another quarterback uh, from Indiana. And the last two picks in the seventh round, um, because they didn't have a a fourth round, they only only had uh, two seventh round picks after that. They went to on the uh, defensive side and St- Stephen Daniels, inside linebacker from Boston College, and they picked up. and I think this guy's a steal. I know he was a he's a burner, to tell you the truth. He is uh, was injury prone at uh, um, Georgia, uh, but I think they got a steal in this guy in Keith Marshall, a running back from Georgia. He's the one that back, backed up Todd Gurley. Um, and but he always was um, um, had uh, some type of injury, always nicked up. Uh, but he's got speed to burn, and I, I think that the if uh, this guy pans out, that he'll be be one of the steals of the draft as long as he can stay healthy. Let's move on to the NFC North, um, and I, w- I don't have too much time, so I'm going to go like this. I think the Chicago Bears did well. Um, Leonard Floyd was their first pick. Cody Whitehair was their second pick. Uh, they did well in, in drafting and drafting for needs. They had three fourth-round picks. 
Um, so they added a, a couple fourth round picks to their normal seven. Um, and uh, they did well. And I give them a um, B plus a, a minus Detroit on um, they did well on the first two picks with Taylor Decker offensive tackle from another Ohio state player and a Sean Robinson, a defensive tackle from Alabama. Um, I have to question um, three through seven. They had three, 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 six round picks, two fifth round picks. Um, jury's out on those players. In my opinion, I give them a C green Bay Packers. Um, they picked up uh, uh, a defensive tackle. They needed help on the defensive line. Um, and then, and they also needed help, uh, some backup help on the offensive line. And they picked up uh offensive tackle in the second round. Um, looking at their, their picks, they had two fourth round picks. Um, both, they picked up two defense, two defensive players. I have to give them a B on the Minnesota side. Um, they picked up Lacron Treadwell. I'm not too much on him. He's a slow wide receiver, um, but he's got sure hands, uh, and that's the thing. That's the reason why they picked him up. Um, Mackenzie Alexander, the cornerback from Clemson, is a good pickup, and uh, Will Beavers, offensive tackle from Western Michigan, is another good pickup. I give him a B minus. And also, feel good story. They picked up in the sixth round. This kid worked out. Uh, they, and they worked out for the Minnesota Vikings. They liked what they saw. Moritz Boringer from Germany. Yes, from Germany. See, Germany, wide receiver. I think he ran a 4-4, four, 4-5, four, four, something like that. Nice speed and good feel, good story. I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm um, pushing for that kid. Um, I didn't like the Atlanta Falcons draft. Um, I, I thought they were all over the board and, and didn't do too well. Um, I thought they were probably one of the worst ones in the draft, and I gave them a D, um, maybe a D-plus, somewhere around there. Carolina Panthers were average in their draft picks. I, I'm not really too enamored with what they did. I gave them uh, a, another C. New Orleans Saints, and I'm running through these because I'm running short on time, and I don't want to get cut off here. Um, um, picked up Shellen Rankins. Uh, they needed help on the defensive side of the ball, and that's what they keyed on. Uh, they picked on Shannon Rankins, a defensive tackle in Louisville. They picked up uh, Von Bell, uh, their second second round pick in, in, from Ohio State. They only had five picks: one first round, two second round, one fourth round, and one seventh. And they made the best of them. And, and they um, picked up a defensive tackle, David Anye Mata from uh, um, University of Manitoba. And then he rounded it off with Daniel Lesko, running back from California. Slow running back. Um, I don't think he's really going to um, – we'll see what happens to him. Uh, I, so I, but I gave him a B, B, B plus, somewhere around there. Uh, Tampa Bay, um, it would have been better – it would have been better if Tampa Bay hadn't traded up to get a kicker in the second round. Now, I gave him a B, but they traded up to get a kicker in the second round. Okay, he was the best kicker in college, the most accurate one in college, but in the second round, really? Really. I'd have to give him a C to B minus from that. Arizona Cardinals, suspect guy in Robert Emedici, um, not too sure about him. Uh, Brandon Williams was a decent pick. Evan Bohm is a decent pick. Uh, but that number one pick is uh, troublesome. 
let's move on to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, got Garrett, Jared Goff. So, I mean, you got your franchise quarterback. He's going to get given every opportunity to start day one. Um, and they are trying to get him some weapons. Tyler Higby is, is a tight end, very athletic tight end. Um, they didn't have a second or third round pick. They had two fourth rounds and two and three sixth round picks. So they had to make the best of what they had. Tyler Higby was a, a very good tight end out of Western, West, Western Kentucky. Fourth, uh, the other fourth round pick was Farrell Cooper, another playmaker, wide receiver out of South Carolina. They picked up a, another tight end in Tamarick Hemingway, a tight end from South Carolina State. And they also, uh, in the sixth round, they had an uh, uh, inside linebacker from Kentucky, and they picked up another wide receiver, Michael Thomas, from Southern Miss. San Francisco 49ers had uh, uh, two first-round picks, uh, a third, a fourth, two fifth, three fifth round, three sixth round, and a seventh. So they should have done relatively well to, to uh, replenish what they have lost uh, and what they need, I should say. DeForest Buckner was their first pick. Uh, very good defensive tackle out of Oregon. Joshua Garrett, a guard out of Stanford, uh, was a very good pick. Will Redmond, cornerback out of Mississippi State, another good pick. Richard Robinson, another good pick out of LSU. Ronald Blair, the defensive tackle out of Appalachian State. Uh, now we're into the fifth round. Fifth round, John Theus, offensive tackle. Uh, the next two picks in the fifth round were offensive tackle. John Theus out of Georgia. Vaughn Cooper out of Ole Miss. Back going into the sixth round, they picked up a, cool, a quarterback in Jeff Driscoll uh, from Louisiana Tech, uh, a running back, uh, Kelvin Taylor uh, from, out of Florida, uh, a wide receiver, Aaron Burbridge out of wide receiver. So they try to address all their needs, offensive line, um, wide receiver, running back, quarterback, uh, defensive line, um, uh, uh Corner, cornerback, cornerbacks, and, and, and linebackers, and, and uh, hopefully some of these guys are going to pan out. Seventh pick, I mean, seventh round pick they had was Prince Charles Awar, uh, cornerback out of Western uh, uh, Kentucky. And then uh, last but not least, uh, and I give the, the uh, 49ers a B-plus for that. Uh, I think they did a very good job in what they – uh, the only thing I question is uh, the guard. They moved up to get that guard. Um, I, I don't think they had to do that to get the guard. They drafted him in the first round. I think they could have waited and got him in the second round, but they moved up, trade, traded their uh, second round pick and their, um, to move up and get that guard. We'll, we'll see what happens with that guard to see if that, that's going to pan out. And last but not least is the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they pick up Jermaine Ifede, an offensive tackle. They need someone to protect the, uh, um, uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, but they also need some help on the defensive side of the ball, and they picked up Jaron Reed, a defensive tackle in Alabama in the second round. They had three, three, three third-round picks. First one they picked up was C.J. Precise, a uh, very good running back, very versatile running back out of Notre Dame. Uh, then they picked up Vic, uh, excuse me, Nick Vanette, a tight end, out of, another one out of Ohio State. Uh, the last third-round pick they had Reese, Reese Odiamabu, 
uh, a guard from Boise State. They had two fifth-round picks. The first one was Quinton Jefferson, defensive tackle out of Maryland. The fifth one was another running back, Alex Collins, out of uh, Arkansas. Um, and uh, sixth round, they pick up a center, Joey Hunt from TCU. Uh, last, the, the two seventh-round picks, they picked up skilled players and Kenny Lawler, wide receiver out of California. And they picked up Another running back. So they picked up three running backs out of this draft. Zach Brooks, running back out of Clemson. Don't know why they picked up three running backs. I mean, maybe that maybe uh, Thomas Rawls is not going to be all that ready or whatever. Uh, but they picked up the first two running backs they picked up. Alex Collins and, and Precise um, are very good picks. Uh, got a good value in, in the fifth round with Alex Collins. And uh, I think Precise was just about wh- where he wanted to, where he w- was possibly going to be picked up in the third round. So that's the, uh, what I think, and I'd give them a, a somewhere in, in the C-plus C range. So that's it for this this um, today. That's it for me. Uh, I appreciate you uh, joining me. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, what's left of it? Um, hopefully it's sunny because it's not here. It's supposed to be a wet day, a rainy day here. But uh, enjoy the rest of your um, day, and, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. JT, the, a.k.a. the master and the master plan, is out. We're dropping the mic, and we're going.